0: Uh, We're so excited to have you here with us on our podcast, and we're going to be sharing a topic that I like to call the secret weapon for small business owners and entrepreneurs. It's something that we've become pretty uh, well-versed with that we're going to share our experience and try to help you see how this secret weapon could also help you with your business. Um, but before we get started, I just wanted to remind everyone that you can check out more about The collab on our website. You can go to thecolablife.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Uh, we have our free Facebook group. You can find us also on Instagram. And we'd love to have you subscribe to the podcast. And if you have questions or would like to leave a review, we can't even tell you how much we would appreciate that. And
1: before we get to giving away oh, some boy. of our secret weapons, I'm going to ask you our Schubert special secret <laughs> question.
0: Um, I'm under fire today. Uh-oh. And he's been laughing about this one <laughs> on the other side of the table.
1: And its I thought it was a good question just because I think you'll laugh once you hear the question. Mm, okay. If If you were a man for one day, <laughs> what would you do?
0: I was a man <laughs> for
1: one oh, day. Gosh, I
0: don't think I can say that on a podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you would take that.
0: It'd be like an activity. It'd be anything. I'd pee outside the whole day.
1: The whole day?
0: Probably because as women, <laughs> it's like you, it's very hard, right? You can't just go to the bathroom anywhere. And like my sons will literally pee anywhere, Right. Or like if you're traveling in a car, they'll pee in a little bottle. I, this is really inappropriate, that's true. but
1: that's true. Makes it easier.
0: It does, right? It is, yeah. Um. Gosh, but I'm trying to think of something that's not inappropriate for a man. You know, I was so surprised when I learned that men have a lot, a much easier time getting financing, for example. Right? You don't realize the things that are hard for you as a woman or a man until. You either understand about someone else's experience, and I think doing something like that, like going and meeting with a banker and seeing how receptive they are, just yeah. to see how different the feedback would be. Almost because like an undercover feeling of like, yeah. what,
1: what is that difference of if I were to be present versus whether right. a man were to be present? Because
0: I didn't even believe it. Like, when, when I see things like that, because as a woman, I... I mean I just believe I can do anything yeah. and you need to believe that way to have your dreams come true. And then you hear what other women go through or and and that doesn't just apply to women. That applies to you know minorities. That applies to you know all different types of people who are different and I guess I'd love to see how different a reaction would be in something that I've heard, sure. Can be easier if you're the opposite sex. Yeah. That makes sense. So, I don't know if I answered your question. So, I guess I'd enjoy just going pee anywhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you did. I was just curious to see, you know, because we've been talking about kind of this topic, and I was wondering if you would take it, you know, inappropriately, which you of did. And then, I did. of course, you took it the other way as well. So, just as I expected. Oh, yes. Just as expected. Yes. But we do have some other secret weapons in our company that we're going to talk to you about today.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, I wanted to share just a little story with all of you. On how I got started with this secret weapon. And I feel like it's a really appropriate time with, you know, we're months into COVID now. People are working remotely more and seeing how we all can adjust to working remotely. Since it was something that we started doing before COVID started. I've had a lot of people reaching out asking me questions about this secret weapon which it's virtual assistants and I think everyone's starting to think about it a little bit differently or at least open their minds to a virtual assistant but there's still it still seems like this like foreign object like this like what is it where are they who is it is it a person is it a thing right And when should you consider one? Why should you consider one? Where do you go to find them? There's so many questions around it. So what we're going to be doing is I'm going to share a story about the first virtual assistant that I hired five years ago who's still with us. And we're going to talk about, we now have other virtual assistants in our business. We're going to share with you why we brought virtual assistants in, what it has done, like why we did that and how it has helped us over going other routes And then at the end of the podcast, we're actually, we've asked two of them to join us on the podcast, ask them a few questions so you can hear and get to know and see these people that we have on our team who don't live near us, that we have never met face to face. And we have virtual assistants all around the world and just understand and feel a little bit more comfortable with this tool that you can add to your tool belt that I really think is one of, for me, it was one of the key stepping stones to growing my business before we joined and became partners.
1: Yeah. I think it's one of the most overlooked things, especially, um, like you said, people don't know where to get them. So hopefully by the end of this, we've hopefully debunked some myths for you, uh, helped you where you can get some information and also just given you kind of our perspective of how you can get them, where you can get them, what they can do for you, how they can grow your business Um, and even it costs you a little bit less, right. Than than having to hire, um, internally. And also they do the same amount of work and they are very well versed in, in their specialties as well, which makes a huge difference, but we will get to all of that here shortly.
0: So let's kind of just start. I'm going to really break this down into the basics here who are virtual assistants. They're people, okay. (laughs) They're people. And I think when somebody even starts entertaining that you can find virtual assistants where you're at, right? You could find a virtual assistant in your state, in the country. You could find them anywhere. There's someone who works virtually for your business. When I started and hired my first virtual assistant, I actually hired someone who lives in the Philippines. It is a little overwhelming at first because I don't speak that native language. I didn't know where to go, but I got some direction. And The story I'm going to tell here quickly is at the time, I had only had one or two employees. So our business wasn't the 25, 26 people that we are now. And I hired this virtual assistant and had them start doing things. And the first thing that I had our virtual assistant doing was posting on social media. It's just not one of my strengths. And I specifically remember being at church one Sunday and I'm washing my hands, and another woman comes out of the bathroom, and I had no idea who she was, and she looked at me and was like, Megan, right? And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. She's like, I have to ask you, like, do you ever stop working? And I'm like, well, I do work a lot. What do you mean? (laughs) And she's like, I don't know how you do it. Like you are so great about posting on social media and on LinkedIn and you're everywhere. And I'm sitting here thinking I've never posted a single thing on LinkedIn because it was my virtual assistant who was posting things. And it, it was like the light bulb for me that, holy crap, I trusted what the coach that I had been working with told me to do. I did it. And like I was getting this verbal confirmation, which not everyone would say those things to you, but it was just one of those things that clicked. Of those
1: moments. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And so, you know, that's where, as we talk about this topic, you know, I think a lot of people, one of the questions that we'll talk about and cover in it is when should you hire one? I think every single one of you that is listening, if you have a side hustle, if you have a big business, a small business, I don't care who you are. You can hire a virtual assistant. You can afford a virtual assistant. It will grow your business, and it will help you do things you are not doing currently. If you go back and listen to the Busy Bee Blueprint, where we talk about how you list out all the tasks that you are doing, should be doing, aren't doing, you know, that's where you can start identifying what you can have someone do. And, and that's really where it starts. In the virtual assistants that we have on our team now, we have a couple new ones. That's exactly what we did: is we walked through the Busy Bee blueprint. We do it for projects, for the whole team. You know, maybe Andre, you could share a little bit about where, when, when we go look for virtual assistants. I just shared Philippines, but where do we, where do we see the, uh, virtual assistants?
1: I think that that's one of uh, you know the questions that you said earlier. Is they can be anywhere, literally, right? They can be in the United States. They can be in China. They can be in Australia. All, all virtual assistant means is that they're just not in your physical presence or location, but you can find them anywhere. Um, we have some from the Philippines. We have one that is in, I believe, Peru, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can be anywhere. And they're just as educated and informed in all of the topics that we're looking
0: for. And that's where really, I said, go back to the busy bee blueprint because the important part to find the right person is identifying what your needs are. Just like any other job that you're going to fill, you need to go through that busy bee blueprint and identify what you're missing so that when you go through the interview and the hiring process, you're looking for the right skills. you're, You're looking for the personality type that you need, you know, so you know what you want to find because you can find people anywhere in anything. And, um, you know,
1: a lot of people say, Oh, you have a virtual assistant. What do they do? Well, they do what we need them to do, which is their specialization. So like you said, Megan, whatever it is that you're looking for specifically, make sure that you're narrowing down that topic. If you're looking for an assistant admin position, you know, you're not obviously not going to be looking for a CPA just, um, so what do they do? Well, they, they do whatever you need them to do.
0: And you know? so why not, we'll share what they do on our team, for example. So yeah. we have a total of four virtual assistants now. Uh, Justin, who I believe is going to be jumping on with us at the end, uh, he's been with us for five years. He does a lot of our, I call it like grunt work. So he, you know, he posts all our social media posts. He goes out, if I want a list of 100 this, he'll go find it for us. Uh, he does, he's done video editing for us in the past. This was years ago. He does Excel spreadsheets. He's helped our marketing director with our CRM. Um, and so he's the one who's been with us the longest and I'll share a little bit more. Um, and he is from the Philippines.
1: We also have Neo who is from the Philippines and she works directly on our mortgage team with uh, one of our executive assistants. So she actually orders payoffs, insurance. She's in direct contact with some of our third party referral companies. Um, and so she is a true virtual assistant for us, but she's directly on our team working on the loan back end. Um, and she's been with us for a few months, I think, as of now. Wow, Maybe six, six, six months? Six months? Because so. as we started to grow, we needed that. And, you know, we thought, our offices weren't big enough to fit another person. So it would be a great idea to just bring on a virtual to kind of do that, some of that backend stuff, ordering title, insurance, homeowners. Um, and then we have somebody train her. So again, we, you know, we're not the ones who are training them. Um, and then we have two other virtual assistants.
0: That we, when we looked for the last two that we're going to share here with you, we knew we needed very specific skills. Um, we we were struggling to find someone for uh, video editing, podcast editing. You know, it was taking up a lot of time from our marketing director and we needed him to be doing other things. So we went out and found someone who had experience in auditing, uh, auditing, it's so my accounting <laughs> days, coming back, days editing our videos and our podcasts. And then I also really wanted someone to help us do SEO work. So we very specifically found... Uh, Emil, our last virtual assistant, that it's unreal. It's just unreal how helpful and how much these virtual assistants have helped our business. And I think, too, when you think about where do they live, where do they come from, there are certain countries. There are certain parts of the world where it just like, for example, in the U.S. and in different states, you have industries that are common, right? Like I come from the steel belt in Pennsylvania. And so you have a lot of people who, you know, work in locomotive or stuff like that. There are certain countries and the Philippines is one of them where, gosh, I'd like to look it up. Justin had already worked as a virtual assistant, and a lot of them work in call centers, and a lot of them work as virtual assistants for large companies. So this is something that they have experience with. Neo that Andre shared with you, she had worked for a mortgage company doing their, it was like customer service calling. So it's, you will be shocked to learn You know, that. How much experience and knowledge they have and their capabilities. Right. And, um, you know, I think one of the hardest things for me at first that I wanted to talk about was, you know, I got directed at first and found Justin. We're going to talk about how there's all these different ways and places that you can find virtual assistants. And I did it more hands on, which. I think good in retrospect, it's good that I did it that way because it gave me confidence in finding the right person for what I needed at the time. But there's different cost of living adjustments and there's different things. So, for example, in the Philippines, minimum wage, for example, just to have a comparison in the U.S., minimum wage is what I'm not even sure what it is. It's like seven, like seven and a
1: quarter, 750, depending on the state.
0: Yep. So in the Philippines, it's, I, I think it's like a seventy-five to $1. ninety, something like wow. that crazy. So when I was looking for a virtual assistant, I was able to hire this person when my business didn't have the money to hire another full-time employee and pay benefits mm-hmm. and, you know, all those things. I was able to hire this virtual assistant full-time, 40 hours a week, you know, 52 weeks out of the year. And at the time, it, you know, it cost me around $400 a month for a full-time person. And at first I felt it's like, amazing. It, it, yeah, it is amazing. Now at first I felt really weird about it. Right. Like sure. I'm like, Oh my gosh, am I taking advantage? Am I this? Am I that? And I'll tell you what, I just had a conversation because we just gave, uh, we just gave Justin a raise cause he's been with us for five years and which we've done a number of times. And, he literally, when we were on that phone call with the, our director of marketing, he he said, I can't tell you how much, you know, I appreciate this opportunity and having this relationship with your team and you guys, like it has changed my life. My wife does not work. I have bought a house. I, I have two that. children, like all these things wow. that because for him, this job, he's him more. Him. Yeah. It's everything he needed. And it made me feel so much better about, like, finding someone. We knew how labor-intensive the work is in our office, and having these virtual assistants has changed our business. And we know people who just use virtual assistants. For us, it's a little bit of both. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just wanted to share that because I think sometimes when people hire people from other countries, you know, I had to learn – how you pay them. I had to learn some different things. Like every year at Christmas time, it's tradition in the Philippines that you pay an extra month of, of pay. Um, I had to pick and I pay them through what's called, it's actually, I think it's called like zoom, but it's not zoom. It's zoom (laughs) with an X. There's a
1: few little ones. Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
0: So I had to learn different ways of paying and I had to learn just some different things, but, um, you know, it's just been such uh, an experience. And and I will share, I didn't know what I was doing at first. I mean, I've grown as a business owner and I've learned how to hold our team accountable, but (laughs) I eventually passed the job over to our marketing director on managing our virtual assistants when we just had two. And he's done an excellent job at managing them. I didn't have as much time. And so, uh, I would, I would have Justin go find posts for me, like, Hey, go find a hundred posts of things that you think would be good to post, send them to me and I'll pick them out. And when, Eric, our marketing director, took over, it, you know, he started looking and some of the posts were like, Oh my goodness, why did that <laughs> go on our social media page? So, like, you know, you do have to have systems just like any other employee. You know, but it just, just real
1: quick, I, I do want to touch base on you touching base in regards to how they're paid, so on and so yeah. forth. And I think that's one of the myths that people don't understand or get because even, you know, when you had a virtual, I was like, Oh how much is she paying him? And <laughs> oh, how does, how does that work? And, you know, so I'm glad that you touched base on that because a lot of people wonder, well, how do they get paid? And, you know, are you paying them enough? And, you know, are you taking advantage of them? And it's, you know, it's just understanding that other side of, of the coin, whether it's their culture or whether it's their pay or whatever it is, you do need to understand that. So I'm glad that you touched base on that because I, before, you know, you, I didn't have virtual assistants, but then starting to understand. And it's a give and take, like we're helping them and they're helping us. And, and
0: not only that, we're, we're just they're doing helping good. our other employees. Like that's the big thing for yeah. us as we've hired some more. It's because we have a group of 20 employees that live here in the United States that work in our physical offices. And if we're going to be able to do more work so they can make more money, we need to find some ways to save some money. If we keep adding people yeah, it, we we wouldn't be able to give them raises and bonuses. so it it benefits all of us to be able to fit different people in like this. And it has been such a huge help. And there's definitely challenges. I you know I'm not going to say everything's peaches and cream and you know great all the time. There's definitely challenges that you have to address. But you've got to remember when you're bringing this person onto your team that they need to be part of your team. You need to go through the same process I just said about going yeah. back to the Busy Bee blueprint, but you have to do every other, you have to spell out expectations. You need to hold them accountable. You need to explain things to them. You need to include them. You need to give them feedback. Like you have to do all of those things. And it's a big picture thought process on how can I use this person? Um, You know, where do you find them? I think that's a big question for people. Like, where do you go and find virtual assistants?
1: In the dark web or the black market.
0: (laughs) No (laughs) gosh. Just
1: kidding. Just kidding. Um, yeah, where do you find them? I think that people, you know, wonder if they have to open up like door number three and if they're hiding behind door number three. I, I think that as you get more into the virtual community, you start to realize that there are all these. Resources that you can go and find them. Um, where did you find your first virtual?
0: Like I said, it was more hands-on. There, I'm gonna. We'll put the website link. I'll put it in the show notes for everyone so you can check it out. Uh, this is a site. It's. It's. I might say this wrong here, but onlinejobs.ph, and it's a site where you can check it out without a um, account, but you do have to pay a monthly membership. Uh, What I'd recommend is, you know, try it out for three months, check it out, see the job postings. Um, You have to actually filter it, have applications, interview them. I only did that with with Justin, and it was good for me to do that. And then he was the one who interviewed and found me our next virtual assistant, who is no longer with us because she started her own company.
1: She dropped off the face of the earth. (laughs) It's not, like you said, it's not always peaches and... You know, so just know that it's just like if an employee walks out, an employee walks out. Right. But
0: She was she was good too. And then the, you've been around, you've seen the process then with the three most recent ones.
1: Yes. We found a company and they kind of gave us a few, a list of, a, well, we actually went to them and we said, this is what we're looking for, which was kind of nice. Because again, virtuals or anything or whatever you need in your business specifically down to it. Um, so with the last three, we said, we need somebody for our mortgage team. We need somebody for our audio and our, uh, video stuff. And then we need somebody for our SEO or collab stuff. Um, and there was a company and I believe you're going to put in the show notes or we're going to put in the the Facebook page.
0: Yeah. I'll do the online but then if, uh, we'll do the, I don't know all these off the top of my head because we've looked at a few companies. Yeah.
1: There was this company and, um, Basically, we went to them, told them exactly what we were looking for, and they were able to
0: line up a few interviews and it was a regular interview, you know, just via the web. Um, and then we just didn't want to have to think about it and we didn't want we didn't have the time. We had just brought on like ten people people. and we're like, we need this. And we were willing. So you pay more if you go through a company that's like a placement agency. So it's like a recruiting company, basically. So instead of it being four or five hundred dollars a month, which is a good wage and the Philippines, like I said, in the other countries, if the wage was the same for the, those virtual assistants, we are paying more. Uh, I want to say for full time, it's somewhere around a thousand dollars a month. Still, Sounds about right, but a lot less expensive than hiring somebody full time that we're paying benefits, the um, security
1: taxes, yeah, so, all so on of that. And so
0: forth. Um, and the other benefit of the companies that are like these um, placement agencies. Uh, there's pl- there's pros and cons to that. They did all the work. They found them. We interviewed them, like you said. The side of it that I don't enjoy as much, that company kind of has control over their work hours, their email, whereas once somebody joins our team, I want to give them an yeah. email. I want to control when they work, when they do this and that. And and I, I'm a control freak, if you don't know <laughs> that. <laughs> so I don't like that, but it's also nice because if you're someone who doesn't have time to manage someone, And if somebody doesn't show up for work one day, they're taking care of finding them, tracking them down. They also let you test out the waters with this person. I think for one week. I think it was like the first
1: two weeks. And
0: we tried actually one or two that did not work. That we ended up saying, "Mm, that's not really what we're looking for. Can you go find somebody else? So you can have completely two different ends of the spectrum with what you're looking for. And it's just a comfort level and what you can afford to spend on when you go look for these virtual assistants. And the only other thing I was going to share is, and if you're like, I don't even know what they're talking about and all this, if you haven't checked it out, we'll put this also in the show uh, notes, the link. I think my first ever experience with this on a tiny scale was if you've heard of Fiverr, Fiverr is where you can go and let's say you need a logo or an intro to a video. I think it was intros to videos I needed You go to Fiverr, you can have it, it can be an app you can download on your phone or a website, and you can pick someone there who will create that intro or the video, whatever it is, and you pay them $5, $10 for that one project, okay? So that's project-based. And so that brings me to, like, Andre, what are some of those benefits of, you know, having a virtual assistant versus hiring someone full-time who's sitting there with your team,
1: So obviously we've been talking about the first one, which is, you know, the cost effectiveness, right? So that's that's a huge benefit. The other benefit is that you can, one of the benefits that I think is, you know, you can choose them to do something specific. You almost get no pushback from that, right? Because you're bringing them in to do that specific job. Stuff you don't have time for, Mm. right? I think at the beginning you said Justin was doing, you know, we'll call it what it is, grunt work, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have time to go out on social media and scrub 100 posts and stuff like that. And, I I mean, just about anything, really. Right.
0: And we've shared that we've hired them as full-time employees, but you can do it project-based.
1: Because we started out with, I think, two of of the most recent ones. It was project-based, and then we realized how good they were. And then we were like, can we just... Can we bring them on full-time now and keep them? (laughs) Because they were so good.
0: And I have helped somebody else um, who needed to create a website. They use them to create the website. And then once the website was done, they're like, "Oh, I don't know if I have stuff for them to do. And if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, yeah, I need a website or I need this, don't stop there. If you aren't posting on social media, if you aren't writing blog posts, if you aren't, you know, gosh, there are so many things that you should be doing as a business and it doesn't matter if it's not perfect. Like I said, I don't even know what he was posting sometimes, but someone in church saw me at the sink and said that, right? Get the virtual assistant, but first make that list and do not let them go until you have that list going and you're doing it day in and day out. You should be able to hire a virtual and it will help your business grow and you should never let them go, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah. We all got to start somewhere, you know, so That's why we're sharing this information for you because we want you to grow your business. We want you to know the tools and the resources that are out there for you.
0: And I think the biggest question um, that I kind of wanted to circle up and wrap up, you know, the conversation is people ask when, when should you hire one? And I know I kind of just talked about making your list, but that, but that still doesn't tell you because I don't know your business. You don't know ours, right? But when should you consider hiring one? What if you're not there yet? What if you just have that side hustle? Like if you're trying to decide between reinvesting in your company, paying yourself more, or hiring a virtual assistant, I know it's a hard, it's a hard thing to decide on, but it, I always see it as delayed gratification. Like put off paying yourself if you can because it is an investment in your business. Yeah,
1: I, I think that's the way that I always like to look at it too. Or I, I lied. It's not the way I like to – it's the way I was taught to mm. eventually look at it, right? So even when I first hired my first assistant, I thought to myself, where in the heck am I going to get thirty dollars to $45,000 to pay for this person? Mm-hmm. But you have to kind of reverse engineer that, right? So it starts with, okay, how am I going to pay this person X, Y, Z for the first month? and it's, well, if I give the, if I give my virtual assistant, I think it's repetitive tasks, right? So let's start there. If you're posting on social media every day, right? I, again, Megan said, I don't know your business. We don't, you don't know ours, but if you're need to post on social media every day, or if you need to write a blog post every day, or if you need your CRM checked, you know, if you now are not doing three hours worth of work and that gives you three extra hours to prospect Mm -hmm. or get more clients and you're closing, you know, two, three extra deals a month from again, whatever your business is, whether it's, you know, mortgage, title, insurance, real estate, uh, whatever that may be that's going to pay for your virtual assistant. So I think um, that you need to kind of think about that delayed gratification mm-hmm. of paying yourself. And it's gonna it, it, it always pays off. It always definitely does.
0: You know, I covered that you can't pay them through payroll. And depending on what country they're from and where they are, there's different ways we pay the virtual assistants that we have from the agencies directly to those agencies. Uh, with Justin, there's that service I talked about. Um, another question I know people have asked is: uh, Is there a contract? Like when you hire a virtual assistant, is there a contract? And that will depend on how you hire them. The agencies I believe did have us sign, sign a, a contract. contract, but it wasn't like we had to do you know use them for a year. It was more just you know here's how we operate. I would recommend though. I think that's something I did wrong initially. Was I didn't have, you know, Justin, for example, sign a contract. You know, I didn't do that th- as good of a job as we do now on setting expectations. You, you know, you want to tell them, hey, I want you to to send this into me at the end of each day or each week to tell me what you've gotten done. Yeah. You know, here's when our holidays are. When are your holidays that, you know, if they're from a different area, um, just kind of making it more structured.
1: Yeah, that clear communication, which we all know how important communication is.
0: And the other one you've seen too is, I think people are wondering, how do you communicate then with this person? What what if somebody listening on here, if you are not a tech-savvy person, Andre, what would you share with people listening? How do you communicate with these virtual assistants? In English? (laughs) You know what I'm talking about.
1: um, Yeah, I think thanks to... I wouldn't say thanks to COVID, but it's one of the ways we've kind of figured out how to maybe hold people a little bit more accountable, which is you put them in a uh, in a Google Hangout meeting or you put them in a Zoom meeting and then you're always there every single day with them. That way you can kind of hold them accountable.
2: Are they
0: working during the day? When do they work?
1: It depends on your virtual assistant. So that's a, also a good point. You're going to need to ask your virtual assistant where they're from and what their typical hours are uh, all of... Our virtual assistants, we have asked to make sure that they are working during our U.S. and or American hours. But I believe in the Philippines, it's the complete flip schedule. Yes,
0: and Justin's been with us long enough. We let him make his own schedule, and we just want to see the work getting done. But if we need him on our schedule, we will let him know ahead of time. That's where you've got to set those expectations for them. I find a lot of times we don't communicate and we've talked about this Andre with our Mm -hmm. team, you know, we'll get really frustrated. Why is this person not doing this or that? And I, and you or I will remind each other, I'll say, well, how did you, how did you set the expectation? Yeah. What did you put in writing? And it's like, well, I didn't. Well, how do you, yeah. you, they can't read your mind. People are not mind readers.
1: That's a great point. A great reminder. If you're going to hire a virtual assistant, you have to know going into it. You're going to have to be very clear of those expectations. You're going to want to write that down beforehand or else you're going to get frustrated because you're going to think that they can read your mind.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think we all do that to an extent. Yeah.
1: We're just human, right? Because mm-hmm. we know what we want in our minds, but you have to be able to vocalize and that. And we
0: think everyone are, is like us because we're all (laughs) wonderful right yes so hopefully that's helped give you some you know insight behind the scenes into how we have you know brought virtual assistants into our business uh, how it's helped our business grow because it's kept costs down it's helped us do things that we didn't have time for uh, it's helped us find specialties it's just all those things that you know The the possibilities are endless for you. And I really would encourage anyone listening, even if you don't own your own business, I I shared this with our sales people on our team. We have sales people who are 100% commission based like we were before we started our business. And they're looking, I mean, they're trying to build a list. They're trying to do some of these things. And I told them, hey, share a virtual assistant. Yeah. Get a virtual assistant. If you're a salesperson, oh my goodness, what you could do with a virtual assistant. Yeah. For your business, anyone could use a virtual for something. For something,
1: I mean, some of those things we talk about: social media, video, you know, um, editing, you know, repetitive tasks that you have, do every day. Just so much accounting,
0: emails, calendar invites. There you go. Yeah, you know, I mean, literally anything, anything. anything. Yeah. Um, and so. What we're going to do, like we said, is we're going to bring Jose and Justin in separately here so that it doesn't confuse anyone with all of us talking. We're going to bring them in, and we're going to just ask them a few questions and get their side of how they became a virtual assistant and what they like about the job as a virtual assistant. So uh, hang tight here, and we will bring Jose and Justin in. And um, for all of you listening You know, I just wanted to remind you that we have our free Facebook group. You can find it, you can find the link in the show notes. We'd love to have you join us where we will continue to share additional information on where you can find virtual assistants, the systems we're using, you know, how we, what we give them, how they're following directions, how we're training them, just more details that we can do Outside of the show that we just can't fit on to the show, so hang tight while we bring Jose in. I wanted to welcome one of our rock star virtual assistants, Jose. Hi, Jose. Are you? Can you hear me?
3: Yeah, I can hear you very well. Hi, everybody.
0: Thank you for for coming on. And I mean, you know more about our videos and podcasts. So, um, what I wanted to do is for anybody who's listening, anyone who's watching, I want to have them, you know, just get to see who you are, um, get to see that, you know, when you hire a virtual assistant, they're hiring someone just like they hire someone in their local town, but yet you're not in my local town. I mean, could you just maybe share with everyone, you know, a little bit about you, where you're from, where you live, um, you know, just, just a few little snippets.
3: Sure, um, well, uh, I am from Costa Rica, but I live in Nicaragua, which is, uh, is located in Central America. Yeah. It's a really nice country. We have, uh, like, everything. We have lake, volcanoes, we have beach, we have we have, we have everything. It's a small country, but really nice, All, as well Costa Rica.
0: So we need to come visit for our next meeting. De- definitely. <laughs> no, awesome. And um, so I just had some questions that I know people have, if you don't mind, um, going through, because our, our other virtual assistant who's been with us for years Uh, I independently went out and found um, when we were looking for someone for what you do for us, we we needed a very specific skill, right? We needed someone who could help us with our videos and our podcasts. And we actually went through an agency who, who helped us find you. And so, you know, maybe could you share with anyone listening why or how did you decide to get into becoming a virtual assistant?
3: Of course, uh, well, uh, first of all, the opportunities. Uh, since it's an agency working with uh, small, mid-sized companies from the States, the opportunities are bigger. So sometimes uh, the skill sets are uh, more valuable from other companies outside uh, Nicaragua, in this case. Like in the States, uh, they are more advanced in the videos and, and the audio parts. So in this case, uh, for me, what uh, was the areas of opportunities? Uh, as well the payment is better and as well that you are getting always uh, at the top of your work or what you do so you always have to be keeping improving, improving your work and what you do.
0: So you're saying when you say bigger opportunities there's more work and you, the pay is better? That is correct. Okay great and I think because that's one area when, um, when I hired my first virtual assistant so I didn't have this this, the big company that we have now, right? It was just me. And I wasn't, I wasn't even posting on social, right? But I couldn't afford to hire someone here locally because it just costs a lot more than I have to do benefits. So, and it felt weird to me at first because the the pay grades are different in the U.S. than where you guys live. But that's something that our other virtual has shared with us that like what he makes, like he he's making more with what he's doing with us than if he got a job locally in he's in the Philippines, for example. Right. So it kind of sounds like that's similar for you as well.
3: Totally correct. Yeah. Uh, in this case, the uh, I mean, the minimum wage in Nicaragua is like uh, one hundred fifty dollars. So that is like really low.
0: 150 U.S. dollars per what week, month, per month oh my god really?
3: that is minimum wage uh and there are like a lot of professionals like earning that so in the state is different but yeah definitely the the payment is uh, a huge like um area be working outside
0: that is amazing because that's exactly what we've the feedback we've gotten and so once justin or other vir- virtual told me that he's like i was able to buy a house my wife doesn't work like you you know, it's changed my life with this opportunity. Say, all right, like, you know, we're giving other people opportunities. It's helping our business. It's a win-win, right?
3: That is correct. It's, it's, it is always a win-win. Uh, first of all, because of the payments. Second, because you are getting a lot of experience uh, that is uh, outside of your country. And also, you are getting uh, a, a big opportunity to be working, like, with other big companies uh, in, in other areas. So, it's a big win-win.
0: Yeah, and could you tell um, anyone listening, like, what's your what's your educational background, your experience that that you have? What what do you what do you help companies with as a virtual? Yeah,
3: sure. So uh, I'm a sound engineer. Uh, I grad I graduated like six years ago, something like that. I uh, main focus my main focus is producing uh, either audio or video productions uh so i help companies editing videos and audio as well so and in your case guys i do like the podcast so which is like a radio show and as well i do video editing like uh, color correction trimming, and all that stuff so mainly on multimedia production
0: which was awesome because you know we've learned through trial and error we've tried things we're like you know we know what we're supposed to do but we don't know how to get to the end result and you've even given us suggestions for the application that works because we were struggling with one thing so it's like and, and we specifically knew we needed someone with your skill set and that that's what was i think unique about when we connected was you know we didn't need just a general virtual we, we needed someone with skills like you have and that was where it was so valuable to us to find an agency who, you know, different agencies, different virtual assistant agencies kind of specialize in different things.
3: So, uh, I agree with you. So, in this case, uh, let's say I'm I'm a multimedia guy, but there are, like, a lot of professional, like, that, that can be outsourced and not can be just, like, a BA, regular BA. There are, like, a lot of people, like, They do accounting and they speak English, so they could be doing your numbers and and stuff like that. So it's there is a like a lot of opportunities.
0: Yep. And um, I would say one thing that is different. And I'll ask you this question is uh, just in our other virtual? since I found him independently, which was more work. I was definitely more nervous when I did that with you since we found you through it's like in the States, we have uh, temp agencies are called and they help, I mean, even local people find employment. Um, you know, that's a little different because you have set hours with us. So, you know, for example, you work 20 hours a week for us and they kind of set the schedule. So it's not like we can always put, like, if we wanted you in the morning and that is the one thing because you don't just work for us, right? You work for other people or t- tell um, anyone listening, like, give them a few examples of uh, besides our company, some companies you've worked for, um, just, you know, just here's like a real estate company or whatever. I mean, just share a little bit about that.
3: Sure. So in this case, uh, what I basically uh, do for the the other client that I have uh, that is in the morning, he does marketing. Um, he's a CMO. Uh, he was a CMO for Oracle. I do as well video and editing for him. Uh, So I work as well 20 hours uh, a week for him. And I mean, it's been a lot of uh, experience and it's been a great opportunity. So as well, I am working with him through the agency. So the agency is, is also a great advantage because they will find like clients for you and they will uh, give you some guidelines and and, uh, the clients most of the time they will be happy because they have uh, general guidelines which Mm -hmm. helps a lot no
0: no it absolutely does and so do you ever work for any anyone who's not from the united states do you have any have you ever had employers from other countries
3: that is correct. I have worked for uh, Guatemala, which is another small country in Central America. I did some uh, sound engineering uh, part uh, related to acoustics. I work also for another person that someone that he was in Chile, and but he was from United Kingdom. He was doing a small course, an online course. So I was helping with the editing part of this of the course and the the video as well.
0: Yeah, we need that too. So we'll be getting into that. And I guess what is, besides opportunity, right? Like, it, it definitely, it gives you opportunity. You know, what's your favorite part of working as a virtual assistant? Like, is this something you think you'll do for your whole career, for a part of it? It's a starting point.
3: I mean, for me, uh, it's like the starting point, but uh, I, I look forward to keep doing this. Because, uh, first of all, the, the experience that you get, uh, it's, as I was as, uh, telling before, you, you get the opportunity to keep improving. So that is fair. second one, the, the exchange of culture. It, it's really great. And also the, you get the opportunity to work with other people outside your, your, your country. So you, give, uh, you, you get a, another whole idea uh, of the world, a, a total different idea that locally. So you get like a more international idea uh, of what you are doing and what you have to be doing.
0: Awesome. And what would I have? I have two last questions here for you. What's the most helpful thing that um, the company, if it's a single person or if it's a team like ours, what's the most helpful way that That people that you go work for. So, if anyone listening, what's helpful for you when you work, you know, start working with someone to understand what they want, what's next on your list. Like, you know, what are the helpful things that people who are going to employ you can do to make to make your job easier, and so you can provide what they want. Uh,
3: I will highly suggest to always have some kind of guidelines. To in this case, like written guidelines. Because let's say, uh, since we're not like in contact or in the same office, you will you have to give instructions. And, and in this case, since we're like not have uh, daily meetings or maybe uh, hourly meetings, so I cannot like be right in touch with you, you always have to gi- give uh, detailed guidelines, like r- written guidelines. So so like everybody is clear what, what they have to do and what, what, they, what you want them to accomplish.
0: Yep. And another thing, because I helped, um, I've helped one or two people find virtual assistants because they had a project. For example, because virtual assistants also, instead of ongoing work, they can also just do a project, right? Right. Um, but the when the project was over, this person's like, I don't know what to do with them. Like, I think most virtuals could help people with a lot of things that they're not even realizing, what would be your suggestion to anyone out there saying, okay, what could I use a virtual assistant for? You know, how how could what would be a tip that you could say that they could do to start figuring out what other things you could help with?
3: Uh, yeah, in this case, my big tip is just write down what you want to like this person to do and maybe ask them if they, if they have any idea, because I mean, uh if you want someone just to do something they, they will do it but if you ask them why uh, any suggestion they, they will also give that suggestion so uh they could like open your eyes with any other idea so
0: just like yeah. you said uh for courses because that's on our list of things that we're working on so yeah and and that would be my suggestion too for anyone listening is You know, there's an exercise we do that we talk about in the podcast and our videos, which is our Busy Bee Blueprint, where you start writing down everything you do in your business. But there are, I don't care who's listening, there's always going to be a list of 20 things you should be doing that you're not doing. And I think that is what Jose is saying. Don't assume that they don't know how to do this or that. Make that wish list and see what they know how to do, because it's through working with other people. That you start growing because everyone knows different things. And then lastly, before we jump off, Jose, what do you like to do when you're not working?
3: Uh, I love to listen to music. That's like my favorite hobby. You know, I'm a sound engineer, so that's a must.
0: (laughs) Who's your favorite uh, musician or artist?
3: My favorite musician? uh, I think I could say uh, Tiesto, you know, the DJ.
0: The DJ, what's his name?
3: Uh, Tiesto is... Tiesto? Uh, yeah. Tiesto? It's from Holland. Yeah, it's, it's it's really good.
0: Oh, yeah, that's like... Uh, like, <laughs> like stuff like that, right? stuff <laughs> like Yeah, like that, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I yeah. Was, I, uh, I won't even go into that story right now. I was in Holland one time, and it was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. It was like rave music.
3: Yeah, it's really fun, I mean. So you're a raver. And
0: do you have family? Like, do you have family? Are you married with kids? Or are you... No, I'm just like single Single (laughs) guy. Yeah, enjoying life. That's good. Well, we are glad that you are with us. Thank you so much for letting any of the listeners kind of hear just your story, how you help us. um, Any last tip or pointer for anyone that is like something they should know about when they hire a virtual
3: Uh, Yeah, basically just be open, be open-minded, try to define what you need, what you want, and that will help a lot. And because, you know, there are so many smart people in the world, just have to either talk to them, but just be open, be open-minded. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you, guys, and I hope uh, this was good for you.
0: Yeah, if you have been watching this, please leave a comment, let us know if you have other questions. We can always bring Jose and Justin back and ask them the questions that you have. Um, It's more just to have everyone start understanding how this all fits together. All right, so I want to welcome Justin to the podcast. Justin, are you there?
2: Yes, I am. Hello. Hello, Hello.
0: Justin, uh, we were just talking to the listeners on our podcast about virtual assistants and what a virtual assistant is uh, and how you can use a virtual assistant in your business. And so I wanted to bring you on because you were the first virtual assistant that I connected Mm -hmm. with, hired, and you've been with Mm -hmm. us now, um, specifically with me even before... Keystone was Megan and Andre. That was what, five, <laughs> six years ago now?
2: I'm not even sure. It's been, it's, it's, I don't know, it's been a while.
0: <laughs> it has been a while. And, um, and I think for a lot of people who have never worked with a virtual <laughs> assistant, it's kind of like this taboo thing. Like, what is a virtual assistant? Like, is <laughs> it a robot? And I'm like, no, it's a person. It's someone who is looking for a different opportunity than they're doing that <laughs> can help your business as long as you know some things and you structure it the right way. And I probably didn't even structure it the right way in the beginning when I didn't have the help I have now. So can you mm-hmm. tell the people listening just a few things, where you live, how we connected, mm-hmm. and why mm-hmm. you decided you wanted to work as a virtual assistant for someone?
2: First of all, I'm from the Philippines. Um, I'm working here and I'm working for Magna Remotely. I, I wanted to be a virtual assistant because one of the things that influenced me was my sisters were my sisters two of them actually they're not virtual assistants but they work at home and i found it very very convenient and that's when i started working for megan um i was just starting with my family and i love children and i want to be with my kids like <laughs> i want to see them like i want to be able to witness. and because working bec- uh, since working with megan i've been able to witness things that normal fathers get to witness for example i witnessed my son walk for the first time Mm -hmm. and so those are one of the things that i really enjoyed as as a virtual assistant and one of the things that i like is i don't like commute in the philippines like we not uh, like a car is a luxury and so we don't get to have a car and so sometimes commute can be a pain and so that's one of the things that i like and sometimes i get to work in my jammies and i like that as well
0: yeah, and I think ever you know it's something that a lot of people like, right? Like mm-hmm. our team too works virtually. Some days, you know, we're you're always going to work virtually because we're mm-hmm. ocean apart. Yeah, you know, whenever you hire someone, you just don't know, right? And so mm-hmm. when you and I connected, it was important for me to find someone who would make it easy on me because mm-hmm. you know I didn't know how it was going to go, and I didn't I didn't know any of the things that the people listening. Are gonna know, and I know I probably wasn't even the best employer when I hired you. I probably didn't give you all the direction you needed or what to do. I gave you a lot of free reign. Uh, maybe you could share a couple things that, you know, if anyone's looking for a virtual assistant, you know mm-hmm. what's helpful for the employer to know, like. How to give direction, how, you know, how often it's helpful to check in or, or how to communicate, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're right now we're doing this podcast, but how do you normally communicate with our team <coughs> what we need help
2: with, what you're doing? One of the things that really helped me is understanding what my employer Megan's uh, goal is. Like for example, back then, I think one of the things that you had me focus on was creating flyers back then, and for and I think that was for the marketing purposes. And so, Mm -hmm. um, because one of the things that I personally like is learning things, and so I was able to learn how to design them. And it just depends on what your employer wants. And also, like, um, your skills need to match what he wants. For example, like, one of one of the things that with virtual, like, applicants of virtual assistants, they would always say that they are willing to learn. And I would not recommend those people because you want someone to immediately work for you. You want to be able to get them. And so... Um, and, the and you have, like, a,
0: a good... So at the time, I wasn't mm-hmm. posting on social media for my business. Like I had a mm-hmm. personal account, but I, I wasn't posting. And I didn't have even like a f- full-time marketing person. So, I mean, I was throwing things at you left and right.
2: Yes. Oh, I'm um, sorry. I, with, your quest- uh, with your question earlier about like communication. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I did back then, so that you are always aware of what I'm doing, is I would email you like updates of like my tasks like hey i've done this megan let me know if there's anything else i can do and with we are at this point where eric and i have like this good communication because we have a spreadsheet mm-hmm. that she that he gives out to me and i get to check it and say oh this is the things that i need to focus on or if there's additional tasks and so i think that's a good um, platform that you be able to see w- what your like Eric's the one who's been uh, supervising me this time, so that's been really helping me so that I understand, oh, I need to focus on this, and so this task needs to be put backward. I don't know what mm-hmm. so. No,
0: no, but it, it, right, I think it's hard when you're like, well what can they do? But that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Like, you're willing to learn. and if you're not doing something in your business and you can find someone to help who will learn it mm-hmm. and do it for you, that's how I started growing.
2: I I guess it's like an investment, right? Mm -hmm. Like you invest in someone, you give them training materials. And so I think that's the reason why I've been with you for like five to six years now, because you invested time in making sure that I understand what skills you want me to have and also what things you want me to do. So that really made it easier for me.
0: No, and, and, you know, and we're our team, too, is we're pushing everyone to same thing, like learn some different things that we need. I think the other question. I mean, we—I've had you before interview and help me find other virtual assistants. Yes. <laughs> right. So it, it's mm-hmm. kind of run the gamut because I think a lot of times people are like, "Well, what can a virtual assistant do?" Well, every virtual is going to be different, and so you—you're kind—you've kind of been that uh, general virtual for us who helps us with anything and everything that we need. And I know right now we knew we needed someone who specialized in SEO, for example. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you're helping us look for that person. Um, I think one of the last pieces that some I know at first was hard for me. You know, I didn't have as big of a business as I had now. I couldn't afford to hire, you know, all these people. And so, for me, finding a virtual assistant was a great way for me to have to find someone who could work full time and I could pay you the amount, which has grown right through the years. Mm-hmm. And, but it still is different than a wage in the U S but I think mm-hmm. good for people to hear, do you still like, do you make a good wage? Does it, is it different than if you got a job in the Philippines? Because, you know, I think that's one piece that sometimes
2: people are, they're just not sure about. I don't want to say it like in like a boastful manner, but like I am earning more money than people who actually finish degrees here in the Philippines who have four degrees. Like I still haven't graduated my degree yet. I'm still mm-hmm. working on it and I'm earning like twice as much. That's and some- so my, yeah, my parent, uh, my, my wife's, uh, my in-laws, they're both teachers. Um, Combine their um, wage, I still earn more than them, both of them. And so that's the difference of it. So, so for you, this has been a, a a good job. Yes, a very good job, and also I, I've always counted it as a blessing because not everyone gets to work at home and get to get uh get to receive good pay. And for us, it's a
0: blessing because
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know we we it has helped us save money on our end from mm-hmm. not having you know, we have employees here, but we, we really, we had a relationship before that and it's worked out great. Mm. And, and you've helped us tremendously. And like I said, you've always, I, I just wanted other people to hear and the things that Justin has done for us through the years has changed. It has just been so great having this other person. And I think people just need to get over the fear of not mm. knowing or who, right, and decide what am I looking for? Make a list of what you mm-hmm. need. And then you just got to start looking. And I guess my last question would be um, after hiring you, because I-, I found you independently. I went onto a website that has mm-hmm. virtuals and did interviews and found you. We have also gone through like an agency. So some virtual mm-hmm. assistants will then go, like they'll go to an agency that places them. Mm-hmm. It. <clears throat> I prefer actually how we connected, which is more what we're gonna we're doing. Do mm. you prefer that or or how is it different versus you going through an agency that places you? Do you know
2: i've I've worked with one agency before, but I've never got into the point where I got actually hired. I was just starting mm. so um i've actually worked with you for like five or six years so i've never gotten a chance to work for someone else under their company but i think it still depends on the virtual assistant mm-hmm. if he can do it and so i think <clears throat> like you, we, you remember you see my credentials and what i can do and giving them a time like letting them know that okay i'll give you one week like if we match then that's good but if don't, let's move on to other right. like mm-hmm, other people because you can't. It's like what I said. It's an investment. You don't know what you get until you actually get them. So that that's my only opinion. Um, the difference between working on their company is because they always get cut on their salary by the company that they're they represent. So they get smaller um, money, and so that's why. Most starting VAs work under a company so that they be able to get in place. But some of like the veterans, veteran one, they seek independently because they already have like the experience that they have.
0: No, oh, you're right. Because if somebody, if you, if as a business owner, if you go through the agency, let's say, you know, you're paying a thousand dollar, thousand dollars a month. Only let's say four hundred of that may go to the virtual and. They, mm-hmm. yes 600 let's say versus so if you can directly find a virtual on your own Mm -hmm. then it can work out for both of you because then you don't have you know you don't have to spend as much but you could pay your virtual more which is what we've done with justin
2: Mm -hmm. so sorry one of the things that i also didn't like about working at a company was you actually have to go to a place to work it's like mm -hmm. an office and so you have like the thing that I didn't like, like commuting and those things, they were like I didn't like going to work because it, it gets very, very hot here and humid in the Philippines. hmm So mm-hmm. you like
0: this gig? You want you wanna stick around?
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's why last time you asked me like what um what um like where do I see myself in like ten, five or so I mean like two to three years. I said I wanna learn how to do marketing, like what Eric is doing, so that's so that I can be able to be assist you more and stuff. Yep.
0: And that yeah, was something good opportunity. No, that's perfect. Well, thank you for jumping on to the podcast and our video here. Um and, thank you, thank you. and hopefully that will encourage more of you listening to look into a virtual assistant. I will put the link in the the notes with the website that Justin and I connected on. Um, mm-hmm there, there is a website that is online jobs. It's all down there and you do have to do a paid version to actively look at resumes and connect, but you could do it for a couple months till you find someone unless you're going to be continuously hiring. I highly recommend, you know, it's been such a positive experience with Justin. So thank you for joining us, Justin. And, um, We'll see if anyone has questions, put them in the comments and uh, we can ask Justin for you. All
2: right, thank you so much as well, Megan, for having me.
0: Hey, collaborators, I just wanted to say I appreciate any and all of you out there who have joined Andre and I on this journey and sharing just the lessons and the people we've met along the way. And it would mean the world to us if you would hit that subscribe button, leave us a review, and more than anything, getting some feedback from any of you that are starting a business if you have a business and you have questions or needs or a specialty you wanna share, you can reach out to us on our website at thecolablife.com and our Instagram handle as well, Life. You can also find us on Facebook or YouTube at the Colab, and you can email us at hello at the com. Thanks again for joining us and stay tuned next week.